Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today we have a feature interview with the first winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. Alan Relton of Sinaluta tells us he started spring seeding just last night. Construction has started on a major fertilizer distribution center east of Regina at Belle Plaine. It will cost $22 million. The outlook for expanded canola sales to the European Union is improving. Real agriculture talks about trends in fertilizer. And Manitoba pork says recent human cases of swine flu in Manitoba are not a big concern. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazink Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazink, 306-721-6667. A farmer from Sindaluda, 85 kilometers east of Regina, is the first winner in the spring 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Alan Railton and family will enjoy a free meal from Peg's Kitchen tonight. Railton says he just started seeding last evening. Well, we're down to a thousand acres. We've rented most of our farm out. So, do you have any pastures at a mixed farm? Uh, no, it's all grain. How many acres do you have? We own about twenty-five hundred. So, what are you seeding this year? Right now, I'm seeding some peas, and we're going to do uh, wheat and canola, and maybe flax. I haven't decided on that yet. So, is it because of the weather? Yeah, I'm waiting to see. Uh, mainly w- uh, weather and uh, price. Yeah, how dry is it? Uh, well, the seeding conditions here are really good right now. Uh, Moisture is right near the top, but just thanks to that wet snow, we were very dry before that. Germination would have been poor, but we're going to need some timely rains. Our uh, subsoil is very low. How do you view prices right now? You mentioned it in part of your seeding plans. Yeah, the prices have, have been picking up right across the board. Everything really is, is strong. Uh, canola is really strong. Wheat's starting to pick a bit, and flax, of course, has been strong all winter. What seeding plans are you tra- planning to do? Uh, what changes? Um, probably nothing. What We have a rotation, and it's pretty tough to, to jump out of that, so probably be the same. How long have you been seeding, and when do you hope to be done? I pretty well just started late last night. I did some headlands. I just got going today, really. And so when do you hope to be general? Well, probably 10 days for me will wrap up. So it's the general area. Seeding in this area is just nicely getting going. 
the bigger farmers have been going for maybe a week, but the average farmer is just going to fire up, I think. Alan Railton from Sinalude is the first winner in the Spring 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Sinalude is about 85 kilometers east of Regina. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca Construction has started on the $22 million fertilizer supercenter near Belle Plaine, east of Reg- west of Regina. The project, Genesis Grain and Fertilizer, is owned by more than 650 farmer investors. The vice president of business development and project lead, Terry Dubuque, says the facility is the first of a planned seven fertilizer facilities across the prairies. Yeah, we started doing the civil work late summer, early fall of last year, and it's 98% done. All the contracts are in place to start to build hopefully next week or a week after that. But uh, Marcus Construction is the engineering procurement and construction firm, so the general. It's Sackett Waconia Equipment which is a hymn blender, they can, they'll be able to blend a Super B in like seven minutes and, and load a Super B. So Caribou Rail is doing the rail. Clifton Engineering out of Regina is our engineering firm. Folk Construction is the ones who are doing the civil. And uh, yeah, so we're hoping to fill, Jim, the, uh, the facility around, I'd say March of next year. Substantial completion will be then, and uh, we'll be able to fill it up and be ready for next spring. What's the total cost of the project? It's around $22 million. That's including land and rail and legal and, and all the construction costs, yeah. This has been long in planning? It has, yeah. Now, you have, what, 650 investors, farm investors? That's right. Tell me about the whole project itself. What products do you hope to sell to farmers? Oh, right. Yeah, so it's everything. I mean, uh, it, it's mainly uh, nitrogen and phosphate. It's, uh, we're going to start off with granular dry fertilizer. It's got two impregnation systems, so we'll be able to coat product going out the door, but it's, it's basically nitrogen, it's NPKS and uh, micros and basically whatever, what any farmer would want. Basically a, a full service fertilizer center. That's right, yeah. Now is it, do you hope to build more on the prairies? Yeah, we plan on building seven more. I've actually been out getting signing options on land. The plan is to build one in Manitoba, two more in Saskatchewan, and three in Alberta. Can you disclose the locations in Saskatchewan at this time? <laughs> well, no, no. But yeah, I mean, we're planning on building two more, and we actually, I have two pretty good locations in Saskatchewan. They're nowhere near Belle Plaine. They're spread out. We've got freight circles that are set up. Overall, you hope to have the whole facility up and running, did you, did you say, next year? Yeah, it'll be uh, prior to spring of uh, 2022. Terry Dubuque is the project lead for the Genesis Fertilizer Supercenter located west of Regina near Belle Plaine. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. My guest today is Dr. Alan Blaylock. He's a senior agronomist with Nutrien. Dr. Blaylock, how are you doing today? 
We're doing good. It's uh, that time of year when there's a lot going on. No kidding. And uh, more to come after even get these first things done. It's a long-growing season in 2021. It is. So, Dr. Blaylock, why all the recent interest in sulfur? It just seems everyone's really talking about it right now. Well, sulfur, obviously, it's an essential plant nutrient, right? And crop yields have been increasing. So that means we need more generally of of a lot of these different nutrients but sulfur specifically for many decades a lot has been deposited from the atmosphere um, uh, coal burning power plants manufacturing uh, over the decades has emitted sulfur uh, into the atmosphere and that gets deposited back on the land now that's much more prevalent further east where there's a lot more manufacturing, the steel industry, the bigger cities. But but as we've cleaned up emissions from a lot of these sources using low-sulfur coal or switching to natural gas or other energy sources, we've removed a lot of that sulfur from the atmosphere. So what used to be deposited with rainfall, we're not getting anymore. So that means, and particularly with higher crop yields, that means greater sulfur need as a fertilizer. Nutrient has introduced the new Smart Nutrition product. What is the product and what does it provide? So our new Smart Nutrition product is MAP MST, and it, it really is um, monoammonium phosphate, or MAP, enhanced with a micronized sulfur. So MST meaning micronized sulfur technology. So extremely fine sulfur particles are fused into that MAP granule, a homogenous, homogenous granule of monoammonium phosphate and sulfur. So we're getting three uh, key nutrients, and the sulfur and phosphorus are in a nice ratio for most crops. So what's different about MAP MST from some of the other sulfur options that are out there on the market? Yeah, so uh, one of the most common options is ammonium sulfate. Uh, it's a water-soluble fertilizer. It's immediately plant available. But there are some issues with that in that, one, it, it's going to have a high salt index, so we have to be really careful about putting it with the seed. And that sulfate is, can be lost by leaching um, in the same way nitrate nitrogen is lost. So what's different about this product is the sulfur uh, first of all, is in an elemental form, but the big difference there between other elemental fertil- uh, sulfur fertilizers is that this is an extremely small particle size, so an average of, say, 15 microns, approximately. That means it's going to oxidize and become plant available a lot faster than some of the other elemental sulfur products, like the elemental sulfurs that are fused with a, a clay matrix and then fall apart when they get wet. Those typically have particle sizes of, say, 80 to a couple hundred microns, so much, much larger than this micronized sulfur that we're putting into our Smart Nutrition product. How should growers use MAP? How should growers use MAP MST? Well, um, they're going to use it much the same way as they use their conventional MAP. Uh, so they're going it, to, it, it's because it is a phosphorus source and a sulfurous source. Um, so instead of, say, a blend of MAP and ammonium sulfate, they would use MAP MST. And in many cases, they may want to put a little bit of ammonium sulfate with that for some immediately available sulfur. 
for example, canola has a pretty strong early sulfur demand early in the season when the soils are cool, and soil biology isn't really working on that sulfur very rapidly. So a small amount of ammonium sulfate, maybe 20 25% of the total sulfur. So put that with the MAP MST and, and use it the same way they would their conventional MAP fertilizer. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy with 30% chance of showers early this afternoon. Clearing late this afternoon, wind northwest 20. The high today, just 8 degrees, the low minus 5. For Tuesday, sunny sky, wind 15 kilometers per hour. The high 12 tomorrow, the low minus 1. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 12, the low plus 2. Thursday, sunny, the high 16, the low plus 1. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 15, the low plus 1. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 11, the low 0. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high near 11. Normal high for this date is 17 degrees, the normal low plus 2. The sun rose at 5.30 this morning. It sets at 8.21 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Maple Creek in the southwest corner at 11 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at minus 4. Esteban is 7, Saskatoon 5, Swift Current 6, Weyburn 5, Yorkton is 3. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 5 degrees, that's 40 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest, 23, gusting to 33. Humidity is 45%, the barometer dropping, 102.4. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 6 degrees, winds are from the north-northwest at 17, gusting to 33. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy in 5, that's 40 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The general manager of Manitoba Porks is the identification of two rare strains of influenza virus in humans in Manitoba poses a minimal risk to humans. On Friday, Manitoba's Chief Public Health Officer and Chief Veterinary Officer confirmed two positive human cases, one of H1N1 and one of H1N2 virus, and that the cases are unrelated. Cam Dahl, the General Manager of Manitoba Pork, tells us these strains are rare in humans, but can be found in swine. H1N2 variant, um, there's only been 29 uh, cases in the world since we started monitoring uh, in 2005, and, and the H1N1 variant that was found, uh, there's only been two cases ever found in, in Canada. So 
these are, are two very rare uh, cases of our strains of influenza, and uh, there's very low risk, as, as was announced by the, uh, the CBO and the, the Chief Public Health Officer on Friday. Uh, there's very low risk of, of transmissibility between uh, between people, and in fact, we we have no evidence of, of sustained transmissibility between uh, between people. So uh, there's very low risk to the public, and, and fortunately, the uh, the the two people that did contract these uh, uh, these strains of of the flu, um, their their symptoms were very mild, and and they they have both uh, both recovered. So there's. There's uh, really very, very little risk to uh, to the uh, Manitoba population. Dahl says these strains are monitored. Fortunately, um, surveillance is is something that that Manitoba hog farmers already do. It's it's part of our our professional standards. It's it's part of our code of practice to uh, to uh, have uh, very strong surveillance for uh, for disease and, and including in influenza. So, uh, that, uh, monitoring and, and, uh, surveillance for, for diseases is something that was, was being carried out, um, uh, before, uh, before Friday, uh, because, because it's good practice. Uh, in, in these two cases in, in particular, uh, there is, uh, there is a connection to, uh, to the hog industry. Um, and uh, but we we haven't found a, a direct link. Um, you know, for example, we haven't found any any animals that are are sick. Uh, but uh, that is uh, is something that Manitoba Health and and uh, the the Chief Vet's office is is uh, going to be continuing to carry out that that investigation. So uh, that's something that uh, that is uh, is ongoing as as well. Dahl says it's important for hog farmers to maintain biosecurity protocols. About how important biosecurity is, and and that's really something that uh, that again, uh, you know, farmers do take it seriously, but it's something to emphasize to uh, to ensure that uh, we're maintaining those those good biosecurity protocols. Uh, you know, including limiting uh, who who gets to go into the barns and and uh, proper sanitation and and just making sure that uh, that we're we're carrying out those good biosecurity protocols. That's the that's the most important thing that that farmers uh, farmers can do. And Dahl st- stresses that pork is safe to eat. Perhaps the most important thing is that uh, neither of of these. Uh, these flu strains are, are foodborne illnesses. So um, pork is safe, and, and uh, uh, barbecue season is, is coming on, and uh, Manitobans can, can very confidently continue to, uh, uh, to include that on uh, pork on, on their menu. So these, these are not foodborne illnesses. Cam Dahl is the general manager of Manitoba Pork. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. There could be longer-term benefits for Canadian canola exports as the European Union tightens its biofuel standards. The European Union will phase out biofuel subsidies for product made with palm oil by the end of the decade. Some countries have jumped the gun with France and Lithuania first off the mark. Germany, Italy and Denmark are all expected to follow suit. 
Belgium recently went one step further, notifying the European Commission of its intention to ban biofuel from both palm and soybean oil from biofuels, effective January 1, 2022. Brian Innes is the Vice President of Public Affairs with the Canola Council of Canada. Main criticism of palm oil is how it's produced in areas that are uh, sensitive for carbon emissions. So, for example, cutting down forests and planting palm plantations. And that's the same thing that drove the Belgian political uh, ministers to uh, exclude soybean uh, from any uh, biofuel programs in Belgium. The Europeans putting a focus on how crops produce greenhouse gas emissions as well as how those crops are produced sustainably in a way that's not taking forest or other sensitive land out of production. Innes says the measures are largely driven by European consumers. It's a trend we see um, in line with the expectations of European consumers that the crops that are used for biofuel are produced sustainably. And unfortunately, part of uh, what we've seen happen both with palm oil as well as soybean oil is when there are a few bad actors, the crops are excluded entirely from biofuel use. Canadian canola has a much better environmental reputation and Innes says it's important that it be maintained. Well, it's certainly something to pay attention to. Uh, we have very sustainable agriculture here in Canada. For the canola we send to Europe, it's all certified as sustainable, uh, meaning that our farmers need to meet the requirements of the European Commission and it's audited and, and verified uh, in conjunction with the grain companies uh, who are servicing that market. I think it's a warning lesson to us that biofuel policies are very much flow from consumers' interests to improve the environment, and we need to make sure that we're doing what's required to demonstrate that to our customers, and it shows us that a few um, bad actors and a, and a bad reputation can have a real impact. The European Union biodiesel and renewable diesel sectors consumed an estimated 6.1 million tonnes of canola rapeseed in 2020. That compares to 2.4 million tons of palm oil and 900,000 tons of soybean oil. Innes says two-thirds of all European rapeseed production goes to the biofuel market. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboine and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Durham fell $9.19 at $290.27. Canola gained $5 at $809.27. Number one red spring wheat went up Seventy-eight cents at three hundred thirty-one dollars and eight cents. The rest unchanged. Feed barley two sixty-seven sixty-eight. Flax six ninety-seven sixty-three. Lentils seven hundred five dollars forty-seven cents and oats two o nine fifty-three. Yellow peas three eighty-three seventy. Feed wheat two thirty-eight eighty-four. Minneapolis spring wheat July futures are up three and a quarter cents this morning at seven sixty-seven a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. 
Heartland Livestock Market Report. Johnny Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. 700 in the regular sale on Tuesday. Cow market average is 90 cents per pound. Good cows 92 to 97. Grain fed cows 97 to a dollar four. On to the Thursday sale. We had 3,400 cattle in the offering. Uh, here's the trade: 47 Red Cross steers 989 at 167.50. 42 900 pound black steers 176 and a quarter. Uh, the Red Cross 175.75 into the uh, 837 weight steers, uh, straight load at $1.87. Uh, we do have some just at $1.85. Into the 770 weight steers at 193.75. And here's 73 756 pound steers at $2. Point quarter. Here's a load at 690 pound black steers at 204. The Hereford steers at that weight bring 191 into the uh, 600 pounders 225.75. Here's a two owner load at 233. Here's a set of one owner block steers from the Nosses at Rock Wren 590 pounds 236.75. 530 weight block steers 252. When you're getting them lighter, there is some uh, buyer discretion. 550 weight mixed colors 221. Into the heifers 890s at 147 and a quarter. 830 weights at 156. 50, 755 pound heifers and at 170 to 74 range. 690s at 176 to 182 and a quarter. 640 pounders bring 194 and a load of blocks. 580 weights. Here's some 585 weights from Remington. Three different loads. They bring 207 to 210 and a quarter. Touching on 600 pounds, right at five, uh, they bring two to 224 into 470 weights, 217. And here is the cattle country quotes of the day for replacement breeding efforts. Bill Potts Herefords, 823 at a buck 73.50 or 1436 dollars. Carlson's Black Angus, 823 at 185 or 1522. Jim Henderson's Red Red Baldies, 850 at 188.50 or 1601 dollars. That's the way it is in cattle country. Let it rain. Heartland Swift Current. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,500 hogs Friday, selling a range of 228 to 243 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,000 head, selling a range of 227 to 243 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the weekend, Saturday, May 1st, are Oli West 2020 contract, 240.10, Oli West 2021 contract, 245.10, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 230.12, Ham's Cash 228.12, Thunder Creek Brickle 228.55, High Life Cash 244.43, and High Life Contract $244.43 per CKG. Ham's Cash Hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is up 42 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2292. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 81.43 cents US. Daily U.S. cash markets are mixed to start the week, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region up 14 cents U.S. 100 weight, and both national variants 14 cents lower relative to the previous day. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. 
and SMHI. Farmers, get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers insuring farmers, municipalhail.ca. The Canadian Wheat Research Coalition, composed of the three Prairie Wheat Commissions, has committed $2 million over five years to a wheat breeding program at the University of Alberta. The investment will fund research with a focus on developing new Canadian Western Red Spring and Canadian Prairie Spring red wheat varieties. A top objective is to develop three to five registered wheat varieties with early maturity, shorter straw stock, and resistance to stripe rust and fusarium head blight. These are key priorities of northern Alberta's parkland region where the program is located. Since 2013, the University of Alberta wheat breeding program has registered 14 wheat varieties. The new five-year agreement reflects a significant increase from the previous agreement through the Western Grains Research Foundation. Sask Wheat Chair Brett Halstead says his farm and thousands of others have benefited from the breeding program in Alberta and it will improve farm profitability across the prairies. Rocky Mountain Equipment has launched a new community investment initiative. The program will contribute funding to four agricultural societies in Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. The RME Right By You Ag Society grant will be $10,000 each to four societies and the project must enhance the lives of community residents. Applications close July 30th and are online. On the markets, the TSX is up 145 points at 19,253. The Dow has gained 280 points at 34,154. Oil is up 85 cents at 64.43 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up 13 one-hundredths of a cent at 81.45 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.